Welcome to Becoming a Sleep Consultant. I'm your host, Jane Havens, a certified sleep consultant and founder of both Snooze Fest by Jane Havens and Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. On this podcast, I'll be discussing the business side of sleep consulting. You'll have an insider's view on launching, growing, and even scaling a sleep consulting business. This is not a podcast about sleep training. This is a podcast about business building and entrepreneurship. Erin is a wife, mom to young boys, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and certified pediatric sleep consultant through the Center for Pediatric Sleep Management. Erin is the founder of The Well-Rested, a pediatric sleep consulting business that helps families become well-rested by providing tools for independent sleep while maintaining healthy attachment. From an early age, Erin developed a passion for helping families, couples, and relationships, which led her to a career as a marriage and family therapist. While working as a therapist, she quickly noticed that poor sleep was at the core of many of her clients' challenges. When she became a mom and recovered from postpartum depression with sleep deprivation, she knew she wanted to help more families become rested, healthy, and happy. Erin became a sleep consultant in order to change the lives of more families by providing them with the right tools and compassion needed to become well-rested. Erin, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to be chatting with you today. Thank you so much, Jane. I'm super happy to be here today. So the reason I wanted to have you on the show today is because I get asked all the time if it's possible to grow a sleep consulting business without social media. And I think you're really a great example of how this is totally possible. Uh, I know that you use social media a little bit, but you're not using it to drive your message entirely. Uh, Before we get started, though, I would love for you to share a little bit about you and why you decided to become a sleep consultant. Great. Okay. So as you mentioned um, in my bio, I've been a therapist, primarily working with couples for many years. Uh, And in this work, I have been discussing with couples these sleep challenges that continue to come up. Um, And I would guide and research as best as I could to help couples in their relationships um, address the sleep challenges. But I had a desire to be more of an expert in that area with these clients. And so I wanted to um, help more families in this way. And that led me to the Center for Pediatric Sleep Management to actually become certified so that I could really help families in this way. I love that. I love that. Uh, so so let's talk growing a business without social media. Uh, I think that for whatever reason, people think that if you're going to become a sleep consultant, you need to have a big social media presence, especially on Instagram or TikTok. And obviously, you're not doing those things. I'm not really doing them either. Uh, so what does growing a business look like for you? How are you finding clients if it's not dancing on reels all day long? <laughs> So for me, um, growing my business looks like taking the time to really make meaningful, um, strategic, purposeful connections with professionals and other people in the family health and wellness space. Um, I also get a lot of clients from former and new colleagues who also want to collaborate But honestly, most of my clients really come from referrals, recommendations from former clients. 
Um, I think one of your former podcast guests has talked about letting her excellent service to her clients speak for itself. And it's so true, at least for me also. Um, sleep consultants are literally changing lives, right? We're changing marriages, we're changing family dynamics and happy clients want to refer you. They want to recommend you, right? They want to like scream from the rooftops of how happy they are that these sleep challenges are no longer a challenge and they want all of their friends and family to experience what it's like on the other side. Um, so I, I find that, yeah, most of my clients come from real referrals from happy clients. Yeah, I find that to be true in my business as well. Uh, I think that a lot of people worry about, you know, when you're first getting started in business, how you make those first meaningful connections and land those first clients so that then you can have a snowball effect of referrals. And I think that that is a valid concern, getting anything started from the ground up, starting from zero from scratch can be overwhelming and dare I say even a little bit daunting but I really do believe that if you support families those first few families that you help if you support them at a really high level they will share your name with their friends and their family and their extended network and that has always been the case for me I all of my clients come from most all come from former clients and friends of friends who I've either helped mm -hmm. professionally or informally just shared advice. And, and I love that that has been true for you. Do you find that when you do get those referrals from uh, former clients or friends of friends that that's also like an ideal client because you're working with people? I would imagine, right? Like if you work with families and you have a good experience, their friends are going to be a similar experience, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like I can align with them, right? And, and they are a bit more committed, you know, having sort of that recommendation from a from a best friend or a neighbor or whoever it is, right? They come to you really ready to make those changes. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like I align with them and it just seems to click a little bit easier than maybe some other client that comes from, you know, a referral from a psychiatrist or a pediatrician or some other professional that I've connected with. How are you going about connecting with those, you mentioned like meaningful and strategic connections. How are you going about making those connections? I think for some people that feels overwhelming. Um, how, mm -hmm. do you, how do you meet others that are supporting parents in a similar capacity so that you can refer business back and forth? Yeah, I know that's a great question. So I spend time researching and searching for other like-minded professionals. Um, being a therapist, I certainly have colleagues and I have um, other connections I've made to build that practice. So I kind of can go back to some of them and let them know, hey, this is sort of a new addition to my practice, to my career. Um, if you have any clients, let's connect or, um, you know, let's just connect anyway. And that's, that's part of it is like, for me, I want to find other like-minded professionals simply because I want to connect to them. I want to meet them and I'm excited to learn about them. And that for me is a big difference than when I have built a therapy practice. Formerly building a therapy practice, I would 
take lunches to an OBGYN practice and drop off my business cards, or I would go to a psychiatrist and meet with them and, and bring my business cards. And the mindset was, I have to connect with them to build my business. I have to get clients from them to pay my bills. And, and this time it had to be different. I had to do it differently because I needed to make a career change that still supported families, but didn't feel as daunting as the selling myself that it felt like when I was building a therapy practice. I don't like marketing. I don't like selling myself. So it had to feel different. And so for me, the mindset has changed. I come to meeting other professionals because I truly want to connect with them. I'm excited to learn from them. And I think that comes across when I do a Zoom or a, or a call with them. Um, I'm not looking to get clients from them. I'm simply looking to connect because I genuinely want to learn from them. I want to, I want to be friends. I want to, you know, work together, collaborate if if there's a future for that. But the primary goal is not to get clients from them. I love that mindset mindset shift that you've had, and I think it's something that maybe doesn't get discussed super often, right? We're always, we're talking, when we talk about how to grow a business, we're talking about making these strategic connections that are for the sake of landing clients and building your business. But I love how you've sort of had this mindset shift where you're really just looking to build the relationship first. And, and I think that that's so smart. And, you know, I probably do a lot of that. I think I definitely do a lot of that myself without even thinking about it. Um, I often talk about sales, you know, people are so uncomfortable with sales, it feels really icky and uncomfortable. And I always talk about sales as more being like about serving other people. And it's not that you're selling them. It's like, how can you help them? And when you go into these connection, these conversations with these meaningful connections, and you show up at a place where you're like, how can I help you? Like, what does your business look like? How can I learn more about what you're doing? How can I support you and your business? then all of a sudden the conversation takes a more comfortable tone, I think. And then all of a sudden everybody wants to help each other, right? I love, it sounds like that's what you're doing. Yes, exactly right. And I've heard you talk before about connections and how important that is, you know, getting on those calls, like, you know, sending out those emails, like making those connections. So you you absolutely do it, even though it may not be sort of worded in that same way. I think you absolutely do that and inspired me to really make that mind, mindset shift. Um, and and it's it seems to be paying off and I love it. And I'm enjoying this marketing this time, which is exactly what I needed when I made this career shift. Like I needed something to be different. Um, it helps me with my confidence. It helps me lead with my passion versus leading with like, I need the sale or I need the clients kind of thing, which to me just resonates better for me. I wonder if you, I know that you're really working towards shifting and doing primarily all sleep consulting, but I wonder if you had had this mindset before about your therapy practice, if you would feel better about what you were doing as a therapist and maybe you wouldn't have felt this need to like jump ship. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. And I find myself wanting to get back to the therapy work. I still see a few clients, um, but it's very, very, very tiny, um, just to sort of keep my foot in the door and still um, use my sort of strength in helping people. I love to help people. 
Um, but I, yeah, I find myself wanting to get back there. And that's part of a goal I have is to find a way to do both um, offering a program that supports families with sleep. And then we get back to the couple. So now that children are out of the bed or now that the parent is no longer falling asleep in their child's bed, they have their evenings. Now, how do they reconnect? That would be my goal kind of for my business is to, is to bring that back because I'm I am feeling more confident. I am feeling better with marketing and connecting. And it's it seems like it's just sort of clicking now for me. I'm wondering if your therapy clients come to you with the feelings of like inadequacy and imposter syndrome and the idea of like, you know, how challenging it is to juggle work and parenting. And these are all sort of things that like you're probably helping them through as a professional. But then I'm also wondering if you struggle with these feelings yourself and if so like how are you coaching yourself out of these feelings so that you can move past them in your own business and in your own life yeah so i definitely have helped a lot of clients in my practice um, with this sort of self-doubt right this imposter syndrome feeling like they're not good enough um, and i worked with a lot of women in particular moms as well through this process um, and even with my own mindset shift, I still have days where I have some self-doubt or I feel a little bit like an imposter. And it can be hard to sort of coach myself, <laughs> you know, like being on the inside, it's harder to kind of coach myself than it is to coach other people who are clients. But there's a few things that I do to sort of help me get through these feelings. And one thing in particular is I view these feelings as clouds, right? So like they they are there and I acknowledge them and I acknowledge that they're there and it's okay to feel these feelings and I let them be like, like clouds, right? They come and they will pass. Um, I used to sort of fight these feelings and try to like push them away and do everything I could to get rid of them. And it just, it made them like stronger, it made them linger longer. So I just kind of acknowledge and let them be, they will pass. Um, something else that I do, which has helped in my connecting with people is focusing on my experience, um, my expertise, what I specifically bring to the table as a sleep consultant. You know, I've, I've worked hard to get where I am. And, um, you know, I, I've earned my place really, you know, like I've worked hard. I didn't, I didn't come from nowhere. I've worked um, to get to where I am. And so I focus on that. Um, and I also stop comparing myself to other people. Like that's a hard one for me. So that's often one that comes up. I'd say more often than the other sort of feelings is like in comparison to other sleep consultants, I couldn't sort of should on myself, like I should be here, I should be, you know, having this many clients a month, or I should be adding, you know, someone into my practice to build and go bigger. And like, it doesn't have to be that way. I don't have to compare myself. So I work to stop myself in the in my tracks from continuing down that path. I think you're doing a lot of things that a lot of sleep consultants end up like 
they don't even realize until like years down the road or until they go out and like maybe get some further coaching, they hire a business strategist. Uh, one thing that I learned from a business strategist that I worked with a couple of years ago is how important it is really to set yourself apart from what other people are doing. And like, yes, we are all sleep consultants, but we all have like an interesting angle. We all have a certain way of talking about things. We all have a certain philosophy around sleep or whatever it may be. And when you can really hone in on what sort of makes you unique and what makes you special, then all of a sudden you're not really like going up against competitors. It's it's just a matter of like whether or not people are choosing to work with you or not. Because like they either connect with you or they don't. Right. And and mm -hmm. I think that that's really special. Uh, I didn't figure out I didn't figure that out in my business until like several years down the road when I really figured out that like, who cares what everybody else is doing? That is totally irrelevant. Like I'm out here doing what works for me. I'm speaking my truth. I'm speaking to my target audience in a way that feels really comfortable for me and feels really authentic. And people are either going to connect with that or they're not. And like, and that's it. Right. And, and it sounds like you've mm -hmm. figured that out. And as I'm thinking about this, you know, you're a therapist, that's your expertise, that's your sort of secret sauce knowledge that you have in the back of your head, like, I don't have that, right. But then for somebody else who is thinking about becoming a sleep consultant, maybe they're a teacher, maybe they have organizational skills, maybe they have uh, skills with, you know, supporting through tough behaviors, right, if they're a preschool teacher or a kindergarten teacher. And these are skills that like, again, like, I don't have these skills the way that they would, right? Maybe I've developed some of them over time with experience, but taking those strengths and really positioning them, putting them on a platform so that everybody can see this is what I bring to the table. This is what's unique about me. I don't know, I just think that's so brilliant that you mm -hmm. figured that out in such a short period of time. And, and the idea that you're not comparing yourself to others is, I think, just really important from a mindset perspective, because we all get really bogged down in like what other people are doing. And I don't know, what's that saying that comparison is the thief of joy, right? I think that that's, exactly. yeah. that's, that's a good exactly. one. And, you know, I've always said that, like, I'm just in a big fat competition with myself. I'm not, I'm not up against anybody else. I'm just trying to like grow myself. And I'm trying to do better than I did in years past. And better doesn't necessarily mean financially better. It just means like, I'm trying to put out better work. I'm trying to support families at a higher level. I'm trying to develop my own unique language and voice and vibe, right? And that's all better. And I don't know, it sounds like you have that figured out in a very <laughs> short period of time, which is, I don't know, super impressive. It took me a while to get there. So I love that. Thank you. I will say it did take me time, even though I haven't really been in this business too long. So it, it may seem like a short amount of time. I, I was talking to a lot of people, you know, like I think a lot of sleep consultants, once you sort of start this journey, you're excited to share, you know, this is what I'm doing, or I just got certified and you sort of spread the news and Facebook, Instagram, all of that helped to spread the news. Um, but I had a lot of people saying to me, like, that is, that sounds such like a great combination, right? Having the couples therapy experience and then combining that with sleep, like you're gonna like really set yourself apart. Like that's gonna be a really great combination. And I didn't believe, I didn't believe them. I was like, really, are you sure? You know, like I couldn't quite see how it would be such an asset or something that set me apart. I couldn't quite 
put my finger on it. And it took time of, I think, people continuing to sort of remind me of that. And then myself, too, to kind of remind myself, like, this is something that really does set me apart. Or, or like you said, this is something I can kind of serve on a platter or lead with in terms of this is really what I offer. Um, it sort of started to click. So it, it does take time to kind of that repetition, uh, you know, of changing that mindset. Like I do have something to offer and this is what it is. Yeah. And I think that what you're highlighting is what I say all the time inside of our CPSM community. And I'm always trying to drive home the point that all of these conversations, not every single conversation that we have is intended to land a sale or book a client. It's all to grow, right? So like I get on the phone every single day with prospective clients who need help with sleep, with prospective students who are interested in becoming sleep consultants, with therapists who I'm just networking with, with preschool directors, daycare owners, whatever it is. And every single conversation something comes of it. I learn something. If I'm paying attention, I learn something to better my own business, to get better at talking about what I do, to master my own craft. The more conversations I have, the better I get at having these conversations. And I think what you saw is so true that like along the way, these conversations are not for nothing, right? The more and more you spoke about what you do and why you're getting into this, people, people told you what what you were doing and you didn't even realize what you were doing and it sounds like your friends your family these meaningful connections that you were making were sort of pointing you in the direction of how to sort of place a highlight on on your expertise and your value so cool yeah exactly thank you yeah so sort of the message there for those listening i would say is like you know continue to talk about it right like fine tune what you sort of want to present in terms of what you bring and what you offer to your potential clients down the road. Like that is incredibly valuable. And like you said, it's, it's learning, it's growth along the way. Um, and it's, it's incredibly valuable. I have to share one of my like favorite memories of you and sort of why, like the moment when I got sort of super excited about you, I don't know if you know what I'm going to say, but I, I put out an assignment to our CPSM students and grads, just sort of a challenge one day. And the challenge was for anybody inside of our community to send me either a video or a voice recording of them sharing their story, their why. Why did you become a sleep consultant? Why are you doing this work? And the reason I put out that challenge is because I think that when you get asked to be on podcasts or when you get asked to go speak with an audience or whatever it may be, you want to be able to concisely explain why you're doing this, who you help, your value, right? And a lot of people don't take the time to figure that out. And so I put the challenge out there for people to do it. And literally only, I think two people did it, maybe three, but I can remember two off the top of my head who did it. You were one of them. And yours, you nailed it. Like you totally nailed it. <laughs> At, like first try, you sent it to me. There was no like babbling. There was no stuttering. There was no teetering back and forth. There was no insecurity. You literally just showed up and you gave it to me straight. And it was like, a plus, you nailed it. And I think I don't know, I don't know how much work you put into that, or if that just came to you somewhat naturally, because your why really is like your truth. And it's your story. And it's nothing to finagle, right? Like when you really, when you really own it, and it really is your story, I think it rolls off the tongue a little bit easier for most. Uh, but some people really do have to work on that. Some people it doesn't come naturally, and you have to sort of hone in and practice. And the more you talk, and the more you share, 
uh, the easier it is to tell those stories. So I don't know, I just had to share that because <laughs> I don't know if you still have it, but like, it's so good. It's so good. And, and everybody should work on that. Um, so for all of the CPSM students and grads that are listening to this podcast, if you didn't take me up on the on the first challenge, this is my second offer on the podcast for anybody to to turn in a little why, your why, right? Um, mm -hmm. and, and you just, you killed it, it was great. <laughs> Thank you, yeah, I, I remember that and I highly recommend to everyone listening to do that challenge because it was, it was a bit of a turning point for me even in my mindset, like it was a challenge and I showed up and I'm typically one that, is more shy or quiet and I tend not to show up all the time. So um, it really helped sort of push me in that direction of really owning my story and fine tuning it. And I love my story. Like when you talk about how like I nailed it and that is my story, like it gives me chills. It like, it makes my hair stand up on my arms. Like I, because I love the story, I've come to own it and I love it and I wanna share it. Um, again, not to the point of getting clients, but because I'm proud of it and I want other people to know about it. And then that leads to clients. So it's just, it's been great to have that sort of shift and, and showing up and finding my way. Yeah. So you're coming up on one year in business. I think this April you said is your one year anniversary. Do you feel like you have a rhythm? Do you have a steady flow of clients? And what does your business look like currently? Yeah, so yeah, very excited to be coming up on a year. It's gone, it's been a fast year. Um, but my business right now is um, still part time. And that is a choice that um, I've made for my family. I have two young children. So um, just managing everything and trying to figure all of that out is still something I'm, I'm working on. So I would say I have about three to five clients I support a month. Um, so it's it's been a pretty steady flow. And it's, I, I'm always sort of surprised when like there's a little bit of a lull or and then there's emails popping up with you know consultations scheduled or you know a, a therapist or a colleague reaches out and says I have this couple would you like to help them with sleep and so it just sort of like it picks back up again um so yeah I do feel like I'm in a really great rhythm and it's it's pretty exciting to see yeah, I love that. I love that you you're doing exactly what I always talk about, which is that like you can be present for your kids and you can put your family first and then you can also have a business that generates income and gives you a sense of purpose and passion and something to be excited about. I don't know. I feel like you're you're such a model for that and uh I think because of the way that you show up, which is truly just like 100% authentic this is who I am. I'm here to help you. I'm here. If I'm not the right person to help you, here's who can, right? Uh, when you right. show up with that, when you show up with that attitude, I think people are drawn to you and, and it's, it's just magnetic. And um, I know because I've been doing this for longer than a year that like, even if you just keep doing what you're doing and you don't try to ramp it up, it will ramp up because the more people that you've worked with, are out there now to refer back to you, right? And mm -hmm. every single time you have a happy client that you've worked with, that's another chance for a referral down the road. So I would imagine if you change nothing, you'll still you'll still grow. Um, 
where do you see this going in the next year? That being said, as I'm sitting here, like telling you that your business is going to grow, uh, <laughs> do you have, do you have specific goals? Are you happy with just sort of coasting the way things are, or do you plan to ramp up, you know, as your kids get a little bit older, what, what are your plans? Do you have any? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, so right now I really like the way things are, um, for whatever reason, I can't seem to figure out how to balance everything. So for me, like this, smaller client caseload really works. And also something that's really important to me is my accessibility and my responsiveness to my clients. And maybe that's part of being a therapist and sitting with people for hour an hour at a time for sessions. But I like to be responsive. I love it when clients text me in the moment and I text them right back. Of course, I have boundaries, so it's not all hours of the night. Um, but yeah, if I'm putting my kids to bed and they text me and my son is, you know, still getting ready, I can text right back. And I love that accessibility. I love that responsiveness. And, and that's really important to me for my business. So for this next year, I see myself maintaining this part-time practice um, business. But then over the years, as my children get older, yeah, I would love to continue to grow. I'd love to make this full-time. And I'd love to, like I said earlier, really find that bridge between the couples counseling and the sleep consulting. So some sort of program, course, training, um, classes for couples, maybe, um, as I said, to kind of rebuild that relationship after they're sleeping better. <laughs> Love it. Love it. For someone who's interested in becoming a sleep consultant, but perhaps scared of the business building piece, what would you tell them? Any words of wisdom to share there? Yeah. So I would say if you have a passion to support families in this way, um, I would say do not let the fear stop you. I would say make those connections, right? Reach out and and lead with your passion, right? Um, I think it's also important to really focus on having your business your way, right? Like it doesn't have to be like someone else's. It can look and feel however you want it to. And that's really the beauty of this type of work is that you can do it however it works for you and your family, which is, which is really great. Um, yeah, I think that's kind of it. I think really just leading with your passion and I think the business will grow from there. Yeah, I agree, I agree. Before we wrap up, where can everybody find you? Um, do you wanna share your website, any social media accounts, whatever you got? Yeah, sure. So as you know, my social media accounts are small, <laughs> but <laughs> I have my website is thewellrested.com and my social media Instagram is at thewellrested by Erin Matheny. Thank you so much for chatting with me today. This was awesome. And I can't wait for everybody to hear your story. All right. Thank you so much, Jane. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Becoming a Sleep Consultant podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, it would mean so much to me if you would rate, review, and subscribe. When you rate, review, and subscribe, this helps the podcast reach a greater audience. I am so grateful for your support. If you would like to learn more about how you can become a certified sleep consultant, head over to my Facebook group, Becoming a Sleep Consultant, or to my website, thecpsm.com. Thanks so much, and I hope you will tune in for the next episode.